Welcome to podcast. Hello, herd, and welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I am your herd leader, John Wayne, and I'm I'm an amorphous blob just going through space, but I have hyperspace powers, so it works. Sure, that's I'm science, a, I guess. I'm a purgle. You're a purgle. You are a purgle. Which hot take is my favorite part of this dang show? <laughs> uh, that I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Um, it's a great yeah, thing. so you. Finally decided to finish. No, I'm just kidding. You you finished Star Wars <laughs> Rebels, up. yeah. And so um, for those that have been with us for a while, they know, uh, or you may know, that this has been uh, something been, we've been working through and getting through. We used to have a weekly, mostly weekly Semi-weekly. episode. Um, Rebels isn't really suited for that, so we kind of moved on. That worked much better for Clone Wars, where we were able to kind of group things up, or uh, you just had very um, encapsulated uh, mini sagas and, yeah. and, and whatnot uh, versus Rebels where it's all kind of connected. So it's like, do we talk about one? Do we talk about four? It took six episodes to resolve this thing. Like, it just got a little too... Uh, it, it didn't fit in the formula. And so we paused that at the end of season two. Uh, when we did that, though, we did a little bit of a recap then with your thoughts. We had just done what I really wanted to accomplish, which was break your heart with the season two finale of uh, Maul and Ahsoka and Vader and all that good stuff. And so we kind of had a a pit stop there. Um, And then we've been just chugging through. Originally, we were going to do blogs on it. Yet again, it was one of those things where it's just like, this is too uh, big. Life gets too busy. We we can't read. (laughs) Listen, man, it just sort of happens. I'm 16 and I never learned how to read. Um, You're so close. Yeah, Rebels is crazy because, uh, again, it's it's a completely different formula. And we talked about this with the last one. We were kind of uh, discussing, well, what you know, coming into Rebels, it's different. Well, how did you feel? Because you really liked the Clone Wars. I did, and I still do. Yeah, and, uh, well, so now that it's done, I guess everybody's into ranking things now. I mean, I know it's not going to be. I know it's not going to be real, but it just, I, I, I would try and distill your thoughts on Clone Wars and Rebels and kind of how they stack up, not necessarily how they rank, but sort of, because, I mean, if I offered you, hey, do you want to watch A New Hope or The Phantom Menace? You have a preference, right? Yes, I do. Because of how you feel about them, but you like them. I don't want to watch that Chad if you Luke don't, Skywalker. If you don't think we don't like them, go listen to our episodes where we talk about, literally, we love The Phantom Menace and yeah. all the other ones that follow. So, yeah. But anyway, so you but you have a preference. I do, I do. Um, I am, I, I love The Clone Wars so much. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people do. I don't know what of that particular show touched my heart in such a way that mm-hmm. made me like, because... You know, we've said it before. I tried Rebel, or I tried Clone Wars. <laughs> I tried Rebels in the third grade. Never been the same since. <laughs> I learned watching you. Um, I I tried Clone Wars once before. We tried watching it in. There, you know, there's like some Portland. imperial propaganda that's just like rebellion. Not even once. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make that. This is your brain on rebellion, and it's just like a paint splatter from Sabine. That's actually pretty dope. I think that would work in the but opposite direction. Don't steal our ideas. That's much, going on our tea public. Much like the Dare program, right? It just they tell you where to get the drugs. Right. It's never going to work. Dare, out, guys. but it's Empire. Air <laughs> <laughs> uh, e- euphoric medical injections r- rear end. I don't know. <laughs> we can never do acrostics because so, I'm dyslexic. Uh, 
Yes. Yeah, you tried yeah. once before. I tried once before. We watched it in chronological. We no, we tried Clone it War. in yeah, Clone War. Well, you, you you had kind of done that. Like, this was back when we were dating. You showed mm-hmm. me the first episode, and I was like, "What is this? I don't understand." Okay, maybe so. Because then. that was that was the clone arc where it was Yoda and uh, Thire, Jack, and yes. uh, Reese, I think, or Rise. I think. <laughs> I used to know this because I love those boys. They are good boys. I love I love them as well. Mm-hmm. Never stuck up to Domino Squadron though. Right. No one usually does. Rip, rip my boys. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't sound the same when you say rip, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it just, Listen, it, it, I don't know. It's just it's like like that newfangled ling- lingo and such. Where I'm just like, I don't know whether to be angry or confused, but I'm both. <laughs> and that's the essence of being a millennial, darling. Apparently. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I watched it barely once before, and I didn't really get into it. And then we tried chronological order, which that order is somewhere. On the internet, you can yeah, find yeah, yeah. it. I mean, it uh, uh, it got so bad that StarWars.com literally had to say, "I'm sorry, mm-hmm. we don't know what we're doing, and we can't count." Here's a list, uh, and I've never not recommended it in chronological order ever no. since. The first season of Clone Wars is not bad. It is just there, it's, it's like slow. pizza. There's no bad no <laughs> version. We're, we're talking a lot about the Clone Wars. We really are. You get to your point <laughs> before this turns into the <laughs> Clone Wars rewatch to. again. Um, yeah, I, I love the Clone Wars. It made Maul an even better villain than he already was. Mm-hmm. That is what made me love Maul as a character, mm-hmm. was the entire Mandalore arc. <laughs> like, and uh, su- sum it up more, Maul. Like, Maul, yes. <laughs> Allow me to summon up. Let, let's just rebels. get rid of all the, the niceties. Let, this is about this Maul is about, and Fives. Okay, look, <laughs> I'm a simple person. Right. I love, you like your traumatic boys. I do. I do. I'm grateful for that. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> do we need to go to the therapist again? No, no. Okay. I mean, you always need therapy, but anyway. Yeah, I'll buy you some licorice. It'll be fine. Um, I, I mean, I think it endears with like us and, and a lot of folks our age in particular because we're the kids that grew up on the prequels. And mm-hmm. so whereas we all have our favorites of the original trilogy or favorite moments of the original trilogy... Um, I, I, I think we really resonated and hit with the prequels. That became yes. our Star Wars, and that's really where I think fans were made. And the Clone Wars captures that essence in a bottle very much. It does, like you say, it does expound it uh, for sure for a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets into a lot of the things the films don't have time for. Um, it does a lot. So I think there's a reason why so many people so strongly love uh, the Clone Wars. But then, then again, I think that same sort of uh essence that they got out of the the prequels for clone wars they went back and got out of the original trilogy or particularly concepts for the original trilogy and episode four mm-hmm. well not just concepts concepts yes it, it, it did not dictate the concept. welcome to the podcast sean connery friend of the show <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually a carbon screw you guys <laughs> I'm gonna watch Star Wars. <laughs> I'm Kim Magazine. I got <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! I was I was I was talking to Jackson a while ago, and he was like, "I, I never noticed that you have a speech impediment." Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, you do now, friend. There you, you do go. now. Um. Anyway. So not just concepts. <laughs> not just concepts. <laughs> it it drew upon um story arcs that were hinted at in the original trilogy. We yeah. got more of the rise of the empire. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and also the fall of the Empire. We got, like, a little bit more about Mandalore mm-hmm. than we ever thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, which was utilized in Season 7 of Clone Wars, to just to bring it back a little bit. Hey, and yeah, also but, the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's all over the place. And I think that's what's really cool about uh, Rebels, is there, there really is a lot for everyone. There, there's a lot there. Uh, in terms of uh, character types, journeys, all of that stuff. Because you've got the Jedi, you've got the Scoundrel, you've got the, the pilot, you've got the Mandalorian, you've got the dark side, you've also got the very Imperial side, but you've also then got the sort of Imperial machine uh, yes. of things. You, you get the grunt work of, of stuff like you get mm-hmm. in Rogue One, but then you also get the um, prim and proper uniforms with like Thrawn and a little bit of uh, Tarkin thrown in there as well. Mm-hmm. So like you get, I mean, a, l- a little bit of everything. It's literally, I think, the the most Star Wars-y Star Wars content because it fits so much of everything. Whereas if, yeah. uh, Clone Wars, it's just very much Jedi Knights and Clones. It's just very much the last 30 minutes of Attack of the Clones and the, la- and the first 15 minutes of uh, Revenge of the Sith. That's just what the Clone Wars is for seven seasons. And I love With a it. few spices mixed in of like Mandalorian Ooh. stuff and everything Ooh, so like that. so spicy. And uh, Mortis and all that other stuff. But I would say things that the Clone Wars tried to get into, Rebels did better. So yeah. like with Mortis, with the weird Force stuff, that was tried in the... That was... To- yes. You dipped your toe in the pool of the Force and then they said, Ugh! Get, get out, right. Get right. away from my toes. Go, 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 go sit over there for 30 minutes because you just ate 12 Snickers. Um... <laughs> And, but then, you know, it's just free community swim in Star Wars Rebels where it's just all the weird stuff you could get Dude, in Space Moose. That is yes. what I love about Mo- Rebels. Like force movie paintings? So yeah. much. Is it does not shy away from the weird stuff. It, I, I it think, shows an even more in-depth version of what we see in Mortis. Yeah, and, and it's, not a say, it's not to say it's better than Clone Wars. It's just that things that were tried and, and things that gave footing... Um, over time in the Clone Wars, uh, made way for Rebels to be able to run with it. And, yes. I, and I, you see how uh, Lucasfilm Animation, um, how Dave Filoni, how the crew were much more confident in doing things they wanted to do. Instead of just being like, all right, well, it's the Clone Wars show, so wouldn't it be cool if we introduced a Jedi we really haven't seen much and paint up some cool-looking clones and have mm-hmm. some cool story? Th- versus where it's just like, no, let's just introduce a force concept that's never been discussed before and not explain it and you know is it a creature is it real is it not like let's Mm -hmm. just let's you know to kind of steal a jj thing like like like, let's get into mystery boxes where it's just like the the allure is literally just the fact that you don't understand it because there is something so nuts to me about the concept of the bendu yeah absolutely man it's it's a moose yeah i mean it's a force concept that is Tangible. The Bindu is to Rebels what Mortis is to Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Except Rebels also did Mortis. Except Rebels also did Sith Alchemy. Except uh, Rebels also did uh, Malachor. Mm -hmm. You know, not Yoda just going and talking to Darth Bane's ghost. That was uh, so cool. But, like, introducing a whole new tier of history um, to do with Sith super weapons and all. So, this isn't to... Again, this isn't a Clone Wars versus Rebels... Uh, kind of discussion. That's not where it's no, leaning to. It's just all. to say that you can see the growth uh, in storytelling from one to the other. 
And I think that's good. I think that's okay because I think you like Clone Wars for certain things, you as in the fandom, Mm -hmm. and I think you like Rebels for certain things. And the beauty is everything you would love that Star Wars is in both, just in different degrees and different doses. Definitely. So, um... So yeah, so that's the big thing with a lot of people is like it's it's this competition. Like it, I mean, it's the same thing with the trilogies where it's just like okay, what trilogy is the best? Rank the tri- you know who did it better and all this other stuff. It, it's the same with animation where it's just like this competition thing of like okay, but we all know this one's the better one and everything, which I think is kind of missing the point of Star Wars storytelling yeah. of just enjoying it instead of making it about what does the most cool stuff and. All this other stuff. It's a space story for 12-year-olds. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I would say that Rebels definitely feels like it's the most um, age-appropriate. Like, obviously, you enjoy it as an adult. I mean, it's like it doesn't get into things that are a little over children's uh, head, but it also doesn't dumb it down so that adults mm-hmm. can't have fun with it. Which... I'm just thinking about all the murder that happened in the first season. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, but... Well, I mean, murder everywhere. Kids know about murder. It's yeah. fine. It's just stormtroopers. It doesn't matter. Wow. <laughs> um, well, what I mean is, like, I wouldn't say anyone thinks m- much of Star Wars is too much one way or the other, but I definitely would show Rebels to a kid before uh, maybe, like, The Mandalorian or, or or even some of the film. Like, I think you can definitely start with the animation, but I think that uh, Rebels is specifically attuned to all ages whereas even parts of clone wars where it's just like you know i mean if you're watching the ones with like bon terry and all this other stuff lots of talking and politics of course you're not going to be as interested as prong krell and you know the umbara arc because no flash no action whereas rebels seems to have all of that it does it does the talky Mm -hmm. bits it does the inspiring bits but it also does the bits where it's just it's not too heavy-handed or harsh um and it also uh, isn't well to a to adult. Like I mean, it's easy to mm-hmm. forget until you watch an actual adult show or adult film. Like what? Well, you know what I mean. Like I know what you mean. if you watch Game of Thrones or if you watch, I mean, um, I, like for instance, I watched the the new Suicide Squad. Like if you mm-hmm. watch those movies, you're like, okay, it's DC, but the this is not for kids. Like, I mean, heck, even the Harley Quinn show, stuff like that, where it's just like, it's not, it's, that's definitely not for kids. Yeah. Like, when I say that uh, Star Wars in general, but especially Rebels is all ages, I mean, you don't have to worry about that. You don't ever have to worry. You might have to explain a couple of things, but you never have to really worry too much about your kid picking up something crazy from that. Mommy, um, where did this green-haired child come from? <laughs> right. Well, you see, Billy. Yeah. Well, to be fair, yeah, because that kind of just came out of nowhere yeah. <laughs> at the end. I, I think that they probably had, like, a reveal set up, but didn't have time for it, maybe? Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know if Rebels was canceled or altogether ended, because it ends very well, so it doesn't feel like yeah. a cancellation. It doesn't feel like it was moved forward very fast ahead. It, like, we moved further in time than anticipated it all it feels like it's as long as it needs to be um although there is extracurricular content that you can read for pre-rebel stuff or even the uh, the, the little mini shorts that kind of happened throughout the first couple of seasons mm-hmm. to fill in some gaps but i mean like by the end of season four you feel like yeah. you, you 
you've done everything. Is there a uh, a short about Callus and Zeb deciding who's going to take whose last name? <laughs> no, I don't think there is, but there probably is fanfic. Zeb Callus. See, this is what what I don't like though about some things with the fandom is whereas I wouldn't mind some like just fan stuff of that because it's adorable you you would be hard pressed to find a lot of pg stuff okay <laughs> and I, like i just want to yeah. i i don't i don't want f- fan fiction does not have to equate naughty <laughs> i don't know if anyone has ever told you this guys there's uh, something for everybody same thing with cosplay it doesn't have to be sexy <laughs> like, yeah. you don't have to dress up as ray and then take your picture from the rear like you know i don't know things get ruined too fast sometimes oh it's a girl it's gonna it's gotta be sexy i love the weird clone stuff the weird clone stuff yes i want to know how gregor got so weird yeah they don't really explain that no. um i mean they basically like in the bad batch spoilers i guess it's been no, like two it's weeks. Been a few weeks um like they kind of tend they lean towards it a little bit more but if you yeah. watch the the d squad arc he's definitely not crazy no he's just hairy <laughs> i don't i don't know what the the reason for that was i don't know why they needed him i i feel like he could have been someone else actually i, I think what's probably going to be revealed is that he had some kind of head injury during that time like when he got uh ambushed yeah like no i will say the goofiness makes what reason for why he would in in the bad batch era um like not fit in mm-hmm. and be like this isn't fun i don't like this i don't want to teach stormtroopers but overall it's just very much just like what happened like did you get sun sickness and just never get better it probably <laughs> or that's like exactly i don't know happened. um i mean oh, other than Rex, all the characterizations are a little weird, I'll say. I, even Wolf is a little off. I mean, I know some of it feels like PTSD, but some of it's also just very much just like, eh. I mean, he was very clean cut. I don't feel like he was, yeah. I don't know, it was it was weird, um, the choices they decided to make, which I guess can kind of get explained away with like uh, uh, 17, 18-ish years difference. I guess so. Um, but over, but I don't know, because Rex again, it's it's re- it's only weird because Rex is exactly the same. Yeah, I think. Which it it makes sense because Rex has to be evergreen, I guess. Yeah, like, he's got to be the he. He's the Re- reference. Rex, Re- yeah, exactly. Re- Rex is the, the ground zero where you reference everything else off of it. Like he, if he's too tight, he's Cody. If he's too loose, he's Gregor. I guess. Um, I guess now. I guess now. Uh, before I would have said um, hard case or yeah, hard case. Hard case is a transformer. Wait, 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 wait. Hard case is a transformer too, though. Oh. Trust me, half the names of clones are interchangeable with transformers, babe. Okay. I'm so serious. Cut up? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Heavy. Heavy. Um, Wrecker. He- Wrecker. Well. R- Yes, there there probably is a transform, but there there's a group of rec- the wreckers are like the 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 Autobot SWAT team. Meet the wreckers. Meet the wreckers, pretty much. Um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Let me look at my. I mean, you got Sideswipe, you got Ironhide, um, you've got uh, Blur, you've got Silver Streaker, you've got um, Silver Streaker, or is it? I think it might be just Silver Streak. Uh, it just That's doesn't sound better. as cool. It doesn't sound as cool though. That's not much better. Um yeah, sideswipe. I think I said sideswipe. Um You did. Yeah, thundercracker. 
you know i mean hunter so, is probably one too uh, n- uh not offhand that i recall but um yeah i mean some of them like tech of course you're not going to be stupid and name it autobot tech you know no that's a name for a decepticon right no um because all the decepticons have the dumb names <laughs> no no the decepticons have cool names what do you mean starscream starscream yeah that's super dope. It sounds... That sounds so dope. <laughs> okay. Starscream. We're getting off track here. <laughs> As we tend to do. As we tend to do. Uh, so, well, I mean, so how did you feel? I think we talked about this um, a little bit last time, but just because you bring up the clones and everything, how did you feel about how much crossover there was? Did you ever feel like it was too much? Um, no. You no. Know, no, I I think it made the perfect amount of sense, in my opinion. I hate when people get all up in arms about cameos in Star Wars properties. It's a small universe because it all takes place in the same universe, Chief. I feel like, and this isn't to be, like, combative, <laughs> but just, just to play the internet here, I feel like in an episode about the mandalorian you talked about how like you didn't want it to be the cameo show i did so what's the difference for you like what what's the middle ground or what makes it work what makes sense like that's my whole thing like i i think it makes sense for a so case closed i'm sorry (laughs) you just said such a good answer like i'm just like oh well yeah actually that that that, yeah that that works yeah so when ahsoka shows up (laughs) ahsoka shows up in both Rebels and the Mandalorian. I think it makes sense in both cases because yes. why wouldn't she be there? Why wouldn't she be involved in this? Like, <laughs> I just imagine, it's freaking Ahsoka, my I, dude. I just imagine like Ahsoka's just following people around, just just like desperate for adventures, and just just like, hey guys, hey hey, you going on an adventure? I could help. I'm a Jedi, would or you, maybe not. Would you expect anything less <laughs> than Anakin Skywalker's power? I'm just kidding. Um, I'm, I'm just joking about that. I don't yeah. think Dave Filoni's got this, like, thing out for getting his character in it. First of all, okay, okay, okay. Look, here's the thing. If it was Luke Skywalker, y'all wouldn't be mad. Let's talk about But you're just mad because it's Ahsoka. Yeah. I, I, Lando's a perfect character for that. And I feel like outside of the Clone Wars, Ahsoka is a perfect character for that because she's not tied to anything. She's exactly. She's not tied to the Jedi. She's not tied to Scoundrel. She's just this very gray... Not a gray Jedi. Those don't exist. Those but she's don't just exist. a very gray character where it's just like, not not in terms of alignment. She's clearly lawful good. But I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of how you can play her and, and what situations you can put her in, she can team up with a bounty hunter. She's done it with Asajj Ventures. She can team up with a Jedi. She's done it with um, Obi-Wan. Like you, can, like, you can throw her in almost any scenario. So... It works. Unlike some characters, like, wait, why would you be here? Why would you be hanging yeah. out? Why would you be interested okay. in this? If you know. Slice Noodles shows up in the in the Mandalorian, <laughs> I'm going to be like, what? But her showing up in the Clone Wars makes sense because that's kind of the right era. I don't care if it makes sense. I loved that episode. Yeah. I just loved all of that. <laughs> so good. I love the fact that we finally killed Zero the Hutt. <laughs> Oh, you that, didn't like Zero. No, I did not like Played by Corey Burton, who yeah. is the voice of, I mean, obviously in that, Count Dooku, but he's things. a voice of Shockwave from the original Transformer series. So I have to bring it up. Also, Megatron from the animated series, um, opposite to David Kay, who we got to interview recently. What's the title of this it's episode? It's got to be, right. <laughs> sorry. All right. Sorry. Sorry. 
Well, but okay, so, but, all right, but, you know, Segway. Segway. Gosh dang it, Paul Blart. <laughs> yeah, uh, pull pull into this mall and, and, and let's talk about some. Let's pull into this mall. <laughs> let's pull into it, <laughs> The please. Darth Mall. Uh, Everything's half off. Why does that mall have hordes on top of it? Uh, you know, uh, voice actors. <laughs> Why is this mall so horny? <laughs> Um, so I just, ask again, where do you think Darth Maul's lower half is? <laughs> Decaying at the bottom of Naboo. I disagree. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, um, got to talk first, I think, of, uh, Steve Bloom, because he's yes. my favorite of this list, just because he just shows up in so many anime, including Transformers. He plays Starscream, so how about you tell him how much you don't like Star? He plays the most gay Starscream ever, and I love him so much for it. He's literally got, like, 10-inch stilettos in that one. He's a feminist. I love... No. Well, I mean, they're, they're robots, so they don't technically have, like, a, a sexual orientation. Like but- Steven Universe. Yes, but clearly, if he was going to choose a life partner, it was going to be knocked out. No, knocked out. Who is played by um, the Jesus the dad uh, that uh, from Timmy Turner? Yeah, Tim- with the like most like fairly odd parents, darling. Oh, that's sorry, Dinkelberg. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the that one from uh, not the boy genius show. So anyway, uh, so Steve Bloom. You, is amazing. Your, your memory is full of Transformers. That's the, why I can't retain anything the else. Memory <laughs> of no other television exactly. show. Uh, no, that's not true. I, I have memories of other things. I mean, I could talk about some Gundam, some Digimon. I could talk about some anime, Naruto, Dragon Ball. I could talk about a lot of things. You could talk about Bionicles. The connecting factor is usually voice actors, though. Yeah. So I have a. I, I can relate. Steve Bloom, awesome. Cowboy Bebop, he played um, the lead in that. Spike That's Spiegel. usually where a lot of people like recognize his voice. One of the best um, theme songs. But as I mentioned, he played an iteration of Starscream. Um, I'm trying to think off the cuff of some other things. Uh, he was a Rochimaru in Naruto, stuff like that. If, if you're into a variety of things. Yeah. He's probably the most. Um, he was in Kids Next Door. He's probably the most voice actor of this crew. They're all legitimate in in their their roles and everything like that. But I think he's clearly in the career of it, whereas everyone else does it. If that makes sense. Jim Cummings. Oh yeah, well he he, he carries over from uh, Clone Wars, but yes, yeah, he does. Uh, Jim Cummings, who is famously uh, Pooh Bear. Uh, and all that good oh, stuff. Wow. Opposite of Peter Cullen, aka the voice of Optimus Prime, as Eeyore, the depressed donkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to mention it. Um, uh, so yes, yeah, so, I mean obviously D. Bradley Baker's back as the clone. We get Taylor Gray as Ezra Bridger. I thought Ezra. Ezra I love Ezra. I recently one of the Twitter trends <clears throat> is name three characters you're like, and I really relate to Ezra a lot in his journey and everything. <laughs> Um, obviously the, the stuff of found family and all that stuff. I, I really liked Ezra as a <laughs> view into the universe. Never knows what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's what I like. He's so normal, but so in, in a lot of ways, and he grows into it more open-minded. Yeah. Clearly by the time we end with how he's grown up and the choices he makes in the finale, um, to, you know, el- you know, eliminate Thrawn, uh, with the Pergil. To just uh, and all that run away with a bunch of purgle. Like yeah, like he cle- I mean, he's just grown up so much from, you know, the little scrum rat Aladdin 
boy Gotta to what he is. <laughs> right. You know, um, but he's he's definitely grown up a lot. So I really I really liked him. I thought he was a great. Uh, here's your relatable character. Yes, he um, has floppy hair, like right or strong. Right. I I went I I didn't like his haircut at first, but it grew on me. I don't yeah, know. It grew on you. <laughs> no, I like I like more interesting hair. I like more interesting lightsabers. You know, but uh, just a buzz cut. What do you mean, more interesting lightsabers? He had the coolest lightsaber. It was a blaster. Yeah. It was dope as heck. But oh, then they I thought you were talking. It. Oh, yeah. Well, he lost it. I know. He, he could build another here's one. The thing. <laughs> it's the most characteristic thing of Ezra Bridger to literally lose his lightsaber and then be like, dang it, I should have written down the instructions. <laughs> yeah, that's He literally forgot how he made his lightsaber. That is, exa- that is my headcanon, and you can't take it away. Yes. Um, we get Vanessa Marshall as Harrison Dula, who has gone on to show up in, she's been the most, uh, reused character because she's shown up in, uh, Squadron. She showed up in the Aftermath books and the, um, the Alphabet Squadron books. She also gets a shout out in both episode nine and Rogue One. Um, so she's the most fit in character. And the Phantom shows up. In uh yeah, uh, she the ship comes with her. You can't you can't separate. The yeah, two. well, it could have been Jason, but still. In Rise of Skywalker, it could have been, but she, Wait I believe, minute. was alive. That's the name of the kid, right, Jason? Yeah, Jason okay, with a C. Sh- yes. <laughs> this is my son. See, it sounds it sounds <laughs> it sounds like a vanilla name, but it's spelled interesting, so it's yeah. it's okay. It, it slides by. It's the most don't white get me wrong. I I want. Jason stuff. I would love. Yes. Um, I want to know why he looks like that. <laughs> because he's he's biracial. No, but like instead of having Leku, like why doesn't he have Leku? I mean, it just depends on what genes are stronger, I guess. So, like with um, with uh, the deserter, I can't remember his name. I don't remember it either. But Cut and Run, uh, and his yes. wife. Cut. The That's cut. Exactly Is it his Cut? Name. Yes, okay. I think so. Are you sure? I'm pretty dang sure it's cut. Okay, maybe it is. Cut. Which is really close to cut up from um, the other ones. What well, well, Twilight, I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, come on. Other than, other than uh, Senator Ornfrita, there's no unattractive Twilight. That I mean, dead. Cham Sandula, no. Ch- Ch- he's not. He's not dead. Uh, Ornfrita was, I don't know, how, I'm pretty sure it's just his fat Liku that <laughs> saved him. But he, he got he shot in the head. Likely, he got shot adjacent to the head. Have you not heard the story of the dude that lobotomized himself Guess what, attempting guys? suicide? JFK is still alive. He's out there somewhere. Right. Like, no, no. His head was eviscerated. Uh, but, no, there, like, look it up. There's a guy that lobotomized himself uh, attempting suicide. Like, he literally, the bullet literally just cleaved through his brain, yes. and he was fine. I forget what his name it was. It is insane. But more than likely, that happened, and Ornfrita, like, no one can tell the difference. He's going <laughs> to... Oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> uh, if you want to understand lobotomies more, um, just watch Sucker Punch. <laughs> the only good Zack Snyder film. <laughs> oh gosh, I apologize for everything. Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> we met Freddie Prince Jr. And we had a moment uh, where we were just like, Oh my gosh. Oh my god, that's Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, just absolute fan. I know what you did last summer. Right, right? Like, 
Oh my gosh, solve my mystery. <laughs> That's what I'm doing this summer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he's fantastic. He's also a huge fan, and I appreciate how vocal he's been. Um, he, Not of us. He's, <laughs> no one's a fan of us. Um, he's up there with, like, Sam Witwer in the same oh, vein of, like... They're besties. Well, yeah, but, like, in terms of, like intimate knowledge of the universe and everything doesn't get everything right i don't agree with everything and that's fine i don't think it discredits it you don't have to i i, I don't it's just personal preference i mean he's going to have his opinions about certain things and uh la di da but in general i think he gets more right than anything and i think he gets star wars so i appreciate so much that he's playing a yes. character as iconic and influential and meaningful as kanan aka caleb doom i, I just love kanan so much what I'm just thinking about the doom. wolf. <laughs> okay. Imagine. <laughs> there is no Cayman, only doom. <laughs> Imagine your dad dies. And then you're like, oh man, I'm so sad my dad dies. Right. Here's this wolf. Right. That yeah. looks like my dad. Yeah. And I think okay. it might be so my dad. So here's the thing. I, I don't think that Dave Filoni has an agenda with Ahsoka. He definitely has a wolf agenda. And I, it needs to stop. Dave Filoni <laughs> needs is a to furry. Oh my. Spread the word. Gosh. He has one of those t-shirts with the three wolves in the moon <laughs> called Space Alex Jones. We need to get the word out. So, uh, but no, I love, I love Kanan. And I think even starting off, he's mm. such a great characterization of a worldly Jedi. Um, maybe more worldly than Jedi when we first meet him, but he grows, he grows into a very um, balanced jedi by the end of it with the help of his family and with the bindu and and all and and his his trials he goes through so much that ends up being what grows him as a character it, caleb dune is the exact opposite dune, of anakin's dune. not to be confused with the character we don't love around here hashtag we love caleb doom Yes, we do love Caleb Doom. Did I not say that? No, you said Dune, and oh. I didn't. I didn't want them to think we align oh. with any particular empire that God, thinks it's no. the rebellion. Mm. 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 That's my chopper impression. We don't like Cara Dune. I just. I don't, we I, don't yeah. like. Cara what was that? What was that voice of reason that passed through here? <laughs> anyway, okay. Was that a ghost? Was that a very sensible ghost? Oh gosh, um, we're off our space rockers this episode. It's fine. I'm having a great time. Good. Me too. Um. We love Caleb Doom. Yes. And he is the exact opposite of Anakin Skywalker, in my opinion, because he grew up slightly in the Jedi Order and then got a freaking attitude adjustment <laughs> where he was like, this is what life is really like, son. Uh, I mean, yes. Read the Caleb Doom comic, or uh, read the, the Kanan, uh, the last, yes. not the last Jedi, but uh, anyway, read those comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and you pretty much get that. That's the story of those things. Is it's just the it's it's the real yes. world slapping this kid in the face, <laughs> and basically being like, you've got to grow up. You've got to choose now, yeah. right now. How do you grow up? Who do you want to be? Um, and and you see the things that he, you you see the things that kind of bolster the Jedi in him in those moments. But then you also see the things where it's just like, yeah, I'm gonna put mm-hmm. that with my lightsaber and holocron in a box and leave it alone for a little while yeah. because that's a little culty. <laughs> you know, and you just kind of, you know, live a normal life. He has the great line of, you know, oh, yeah, that's what Master Yoda used to say when Ezra asks him, what right. does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, well, but that's such a Jedi thing. It's just like you yeah. think because you know a mantra that makes you wise and or knowledgeable? No. Exactly. If you don't actually understand what it means. Um, 
and, but yeah, I mean, Kanan's so rich with a lot of things. We're, we'll definitely end up being uh, discussing him more yeah. at some point. I really want to because um, he's just he's up there with like Qui Gon in terms of like just very strong character elements that lend both to you know the wisdom of the mystical Jedi, but also just the the very the dude. Uh, yeah, the, just the, the very um, on the ground, very uh, normative. Kind of wisdom as well. The things that just make you a good person, not He's necessarily street smarts. Yeah, exactly. Street smarts. Street smarts. He has a money clip. Yep. So, um, uh, and then we've got Tia Sakar, uh, aka you know Sabine. Lucasfilm just cast her as Sabine. Oof. The heck are you doing? Love her so much. Um, she's great. I love Sabine so much, and especially towards the end of season three, and so she gets to steal uh, the limelight a little bit more, not just be the uh, rambunctious other child, but she's actu- the middle child, yeah. Yeah, but she actually, you know, getting developed with an interesting backstory, um, you know, and, and also highlighting what makes her uh, Mandalorian but unique. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I would definitely say when we first like meet her, she's more unique than most. Like she's not tribal warrior goddess Mandalorian woman. Like she's not Cosca Reeve. She's not her mother. She's not like she's, she's a punk. Yeah, she's she's a rebel. And, like that's what helps her fit in so well. But then she gets to learn her roots and and figure out what can coexist. Yes, definitely. Um, which is what's so interesting about most of the characters. Unlike Ezra, who kind of builds his entire self through his family as he's going on this rebel journey. All the other character, well, not Zeb. We'll talk. What? But um, but all like. Uh, Kane and Sabine and Hera all have to go through this journey of realizing, hey, that life that I pushed aside before because, hey, mom and dad can't tell me what to do, or hey, the Jedi are bad, and hey, you know, the, the Mandalorians just don't know what they're doing. Maybe all that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Some of it actually could be useful and good for me. Yeah. You know, like, going through this journey of just like, hey, don't don't throw everything out as bad just because you had trauma or, or disagreed with it. Um, there's some things about the Jedi. There's some things about your um, uh, rebellious uh, father. There's some things about the Mandalorians that are actually good for you and necessary. Uh, yeah. But you don't have to sacrifice being you for them. No, and that's how it should work. Exactly. You should, you should never be stifled while following those things. Yeah, you can be... Yeah, you. I, I identify as this thing, but that doesn't mean I'm entirely that thing. I mean, when we make those kinds of assumptions, we make those assumptions about others a lot of just like, oh, they like this. That must mean they're like that. And but sometimes we do it to ourselves, too, where it's just like, oh, I grew up in this part of town on this continent. So I must be this kind of person. It's just like, no, it's it. you know, it's it's who you choose to be. And you can choose some of those things, but you can also choose other things. Yes, you are who you choose to be. Both the Iron Giant. <laughs> right. It works, man. It really does. That movie's great. And as mentioned, Steve Bloom as Zeb. The only reason I say with Zeb yeah. is there, Zeb doesn't get that kind of development in no. terms of like... He gets a boyfriend. Yeah, he just kind of... He's the... I don't know. It's like... Not the third wheel, because that makes it sound unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Which, now there's trikes all over town. <laughs> like, so I don't, I don't think the third yeah. wheel means what it used to mean. Listen, man, there's scooters just about on every street corner in Augusta downtown. Right. So, um, not so much the the third wheel, but I feel like he is pretty steady in who he is. 
he does get along with Ezra much better in the later seasons. He gives him a hug. Yeah. It was very nice. I, I think he warms up a little bit. I think it, for him, it's less of who he chooses to be, but I think it's just kind of working through his trauma and guilt. Uh, yes. Which he does pretty early on with the um, finding the other um, Lasats and everything like that. I feel like he works through his stuff a little early. Yeah. And he kind of just gets to be normal and help everybody else out. I saw, okay, this is off topic slightly. I saw like human Zeb fan art recently and mm -hmm. it just didn't look right. He's got to Stop doing that. I What? <laughs> Not you, the internet. Oh, yeah. Like I saw somebody draw Idris Elba as Knuckles. Elba. And it just ticked me off because I'm just like, dude. It's just Idris Elba what, in boxing gloves. What does that mean? Like, why? That's not how it's going to look, first of all. Like, no. What? It's going to look like Knuckles. It's going to look like Knuckles. knuckles. It, like, it's just a voice. Like, I don't I don't know. It's things like that where it's just like, but what? It, like, I'm sometime, so looking forward to that. Or sometimes it's okay. Sometimes just keep it to yourself, Jim. <laughs> so Keep it in that little folder of yours. Um, but yeah, like. I, I really enjoy Zeb. I think he's a yes. fun character. I think he's what Chewbacca could have been if they... If he let, could speak English. If he could, yeah, I mean, if he could talk, if he could get along with everybody. Like, it's so hard to include Chewbacca sometimes. I, yeah. get, I get the struggle of, of, of the films where they, like, mm -hmm. other than just featuring him or he's kind of there, he can't really contribute. Because uh, what are you going to do? Explain everything all the time? You know, like, or does everybody just ma magically understand him? Like, they, you know. Picard, too. Well, yeah, they've clearly established some people understand. Well, and that's the thing. Are you going to have two characters where it's like, noise, he said, like, eh. Yeah. Eh. Ooh, um, you just reminded me. So I'm in the middle of A Light of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic book, and there is my favorite Jedi, Buryaga, mm -hmm. who is a Wookiee Jedi. And the way that Charles Soule kind of explains how people understand him, mm -hmm. it's very good. It's very good. Yeah. He has a master who translates for him, mm -hmm. but he also kind of translates in text, and also people can understand him through the Force. Mm -hmm. I like it. Well, that's the thing, is we're fixing it retroactively where it's just we like... We really are. I mean, because it, it wasn't thought... like. I don't know. I don't. You never know with George where, where his thoughts were as far as this is going to be this. This is going to go there. This is going to be fantastic. Um, I don't know if he completely thought of mm -hmm. how are you going to do this character for nine movies? What if my dog was seven foot five? Yeah, like, you know, I mean, and they treat him like a dog. That's the difference versus Zeb where he's a complete character. Yes. Um, I, 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 you know, I just I think that's. What I see there is it's very, and it's funny because he's based on concept art for Chewbacca uh, mm -hmm. originally and everything. So it just comes full circle. Do you think that Chewbacca would be such a lovable character if he looked like Zeb in live action? Uh, yeah, because, I mean, Jedi Fallen Order did a really good job with a live action-esque um, uh, uh, Lasat. <laughs> I, I thought it worked well. I know a lot of people mm -hmm. were iffy on it. Um, I think even the Black Series figure does a really good job of kind of realizing it. I think it looks fine. I, I think I, it's all in the eyes. I, yeah. Well, that's the thing that um, the figure and Jedi Fallen Order did is they tweaked it a little bit to make it less, like, bug-eyed. Yeah. Like the concept art and, and like, the it. animation. It really it works with the style of Rebels animation, but it doesn't work in, in realization to me. And so I don't mind the tweaks to make it look a little bit more normal. I don't mind the addition of more human lips like there's features they add on that just make it 
come together more while keeping it very genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's, I don't, I don't know, I, I thought it was good. Uh, a lot of people yeah. were weird by it, but I don't know. Speaking of human You're always going to piss somebody off with something you do in life. Just go ahead and accept that with everything. Breathing? Yeah, you're taking somebody off right now by doing that. <laughs> so oh. literally, anything you do is going to make someone upset. So just... My lungs are so dilated right just now. Just do it. If you, if you think it's right, just do it. I don't know. That's, Just do it, Nike. That's the moral of the story. I'm not trying to say that some people are wrong for not liking a version of the Lasat anime. I don't. It's, it's it's Star Wars character. It's like I don't I don't hate anyone because of that. No. So I'm just getting ahead of the internet trolls. Is is what's happening? Don't feed the trolls. They'll find a way. Right. No. Don't feed the trolls. Kill the trolls. You don't want a bunch of uh, a pack of hungry trolls after you that's worse you know it's worse goblins goblins it's They're all the no same. Bug, guys uh and then a slew of other voice actors <laughs> that are awesome um mark hamill's in there somewhere yeah um i mean tom baker gotta mention the uh ben do you you mentioned him earlier Ooh. i mean obviously um, the fourth doctor sam returns as darth Wait. maul yeah the fourth, fourth doctor, doctor. Mm-hmm. i had to i didn't want uh backyard tardis to come after me so <laughs> um yeah, I mean, so many. You get a Mickelson in there. Always. Star Wars is always better okay. with a Mickelson. Okay, 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 okay. Let's talk about Thrawn for a minute. <laughs> okay, yes. I did not read the books. Uh-huh. I will go ahead and How dare that. you? I, listen, How Scotty. How dare you? All right. I. You claim to be a Star Wars fan. I am a Star Wars fan because you I You can't even Star pronounce Thrawn, Thrawn's real name, can you? Thrawn. Do something. Worcestershire. <laughs> Marcion Row, not Marcion. <laughs> right. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I love the character of Thrawn. Do I get me wrong? There's not enough of them. In I don't Rebels? think so. Yeah, in Rebels, I, ah, I. That's why they did the books. I wasn't scared of him. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean it was a different scale. I mean he he was. Not all of his attention was diverted to the rebels, obviously. There's other things he's got going on. But, yeah, when you're just focusing on this little ragtag group, I mean, it's hard to be superimposing because technically Thrawn should have been able to deal with them very swiftly. Yeah. But that makes a very boring show. And I feel like most of his power was bureaucratic, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I, which is the nature of the Empire. In this time, I understand that. Mm -hmm. It's all a bunch of beige and gray. (laughs) But, like... Yeah, well... I, I they, he he definitely wasn't to his fullest in in rebels. I think it, I think he worked as a great villain, um, but it, I definitely feel like, if anything, I feel like there was too much Thrawn um, to rebel ratio because it's just again, it's the longer he's around, the more it's just like, why haven't you dealt with this already? Why have you not um, whipped these bugs away? Right. Uh, it, so it, yeah, like yeah, they just feel too unworthy of this much of his time. And, yeah. and so it's it's just very different. Like it, it's almost just like you're purposely prolonging the game. Which there's just all these things going on. I mean, anybody that wants more, I, I don't. I'm not here to say what's a better Thrawn. I think both in terms of books are very similar because they're both written by Timothy Zahn. So I think read whatever you want. Yeah. Um, I would say don't read them to compare Thrawn to Thrawn. Read them to compare post. Return of the Jedi to pre A New Hope. Like, they're two mm-hmm. different periods, two different sorts of uh, of climaxes going on. Like, they're two completely different stories that happen to feature a very similar character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had to say, why not both? Just read both if you want, whatever. 
But um, definitely, I feel like you get more genuine Thrawn in the books, though. I, <laughs> I mean, I just think that's he's a character that's best used in uh, written form. I mean, there are characters like that where you're just better in yeah. when you can be very expounded upon, when you can be kind of your your inner voice is written out for people so that your your motives are more clearly known your intentions are are, are a lot more to understand because there's a lot of times he comes across and it's just like what why are you what again why are you yeah. why are you wasting time like but if we had his inner monologue who knows what we would think about him and i to compare you know boy to boy you have maul who is uh, a character of action like he is gonna give you some words and then he's gonna cut your legs off where you <laughs> right. have maul or not thrawn not maul i got maul on the brain you have thrawn who is a character of monologues mm-hmm. and like pressing buttons on a pin pad yeah i mean don't get me wrong like they get the best parts of him right yes i, I think it's more i think it's more in the action of thrawn that it's kind of just like they're, you're left wanting for He's sure. He's playing five D chess, my dude. There's a reason they've written three or, or two trilogies about the canon Thrawn is because obviously it's like I like this, but there's there's got to be more, right? And there there is because he's just again that kind of yeah. character. I mean, Mickelson to Mickelson. I mean, you compare him Love to him. his brother who's played uh, Hannibal. That's much more what you expect to kind of get out of him. Uh, is a very Hannibal vibe of cunning and and almost haunting thrill and everything like that. You you know, but you you kind of just getting a, a a diluted version of that. I I think it's the content. I think it's because it's a show. I think it's because again, you don't want to. Un- it was the best way to introduce him for sure, but you don't want to completely yeah. unleash him because then it renders our heroes moot and everything. So like. There's all of these politics behind, real world politics and, and whatnot, and business behind the way they chose to do it. Uh, I think Re- I think you get a good introduction to Thrawn through Rebels. Definitely. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to read those books eventually. It's on my list. I didn't know this, but Warwick Davis played Rook. Yes, he did. Cool. So anyway, um, so... <laughs> So yeah, uh, Sam Witwer, uh, you get more Maul, you get the end of Maul. You do? Uh, I was going to not talk about we, that. We really didn't get to talk about that he much. He lives forever in my heart. We'll, we'll, do a, we'll do a character study on Maul. I mean, obviously he deserves it and, and whatnot, it. and we'll be able to talk beginning to end of his journeys and everything like that. But, um, I mean, it's sad. Yeah, I mean, Rebels really does do a lot of that of just taking things and kind of ending them. Um, changing them around, you know, so like you, you think the Clone Wars is the end of Ahsoka's story. Well, no, we're actually setting her on a different path. You think, yeah. um, you know, and it's again, you think that uh, Solo might be near the end of uh, of Maul's story. Well, no, we're going to take him back because a, a traumatic boy can never uh, escape his trauma. The boy can uh, never truly. win. Yeah, I mean, that's basically it. You get your thing and you're going to self-sabotage. I mean, that's essentially... At every point, Maul gets to a wall, and he just doesn't know how to deal. Um, and that's less of a incompetency. It's just a fact of dealing with traumas. It's just one of those things where it's just like, you don't know how to just be content. You just know how to get to the next thing. Yeah. And when you run out of the next things to do, you kind of just self-sabotage. Read the Son of Dathomir comic. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, 
So yeah, so uh, lots of stuff. We get uh, the Inquisitors introduced that really uh, elaborate on what are we doing to uh, kind of catch up to some of the Jedi that likely escaped. Yes, Uh, and then we immediately kill them. uh, Well, some of them. Um, There's not a set number of them yet, so um, because we see the 7th and uh, we see the 7th, the 5th, the 6th. I think that's the 5th and 6th brother. And the so. seventh sister, the spinny boy. We know of we know of about nine of them. I believe there's nine None in order. Um, and uh, obviously, then the Grand Inquisitor. Um, I love those. I, I I love the Inquisitors. They're so stinking interesting. Especially um, the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, and I I mean, it sounds like based on rumors, we're gonna get some of that in Kenobi. Yes. I'm iffy. I, I like I want more Inquisitor content. I don't necessarily want it to be Kenobi content, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I, I I love Rebels. I think you can like Rebels and like Clone Wars. I think you can like yes. Rebels and like Resistance. I think you can like all of it. Um, but I definitely think Rebels has something completely different to offer, and that's why it's worth watching all of it and giving all of it a chance. You don't have to. You know, say, well, I, I like the Clone Wars, so I definitely don't think the less action-heavy Star Wars Rebels is going to be my thing. It's like, it's going to give you something else. No, it doesn't have as much action, but it has a lot more in terms of weird Force stuff. It, it, yes, it's familial some weird bonds. Force stuff. I mean, there's so much in, in Rebels, and I think, it's again, it's so right. Whereas Clone Wars has clearly uh, extended itself quite a bit. Uh, technically, you could argue Bad Batch is still... Uh, Clone Wars adjacent. Um, it, it, Clone Wars just keeps giving because there's so much there in terms of interesting storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Rebels is just so encapsulated, it, it starts where it needs to start and ends where it needs to end. I think, uh, and it does everything it sets out to do uh, with its characters. Now, it, we're going to continue. Um, we better. The Mandalorian has confirmed that even uh, as far as that, after the end of the Empire. Um, dealing with the aftermath of Rebels with Thrawn and Ezra is still happening. So, yeah, we're, we're in the where's Ezra uh, phase of the journey. <laughs> Where is he? Right? I just um, want to know. And then I, I'm, I, a lot of people are thinking that's what the Ahsoka show is going to deal with. I don't um, think so. Which that's what, uh, you know, I was referencing earlier, there's the thing of flame on Twitter right now because uh, it's rumored they're looking for their Sabine actress, and I don't know why they would not cast... Uh, Tia, the voice actress. Uh, but then again, I don't know why they wouldn't have cast Ashley as Ahsoka. I am a horrible human for that, apparently. Terrible. It, it, like, I don't know. I just, I, eh. I have no attachments to Rosaria, r- r- like, as as a person or anything. I, I have no real high interest there, whereas Ashley is Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. She really gave life to that character. Uh, Tia gave life to Sabine. Lars gave life to Thrawn. Why wouldn't you let them continue to be the characters they've been for years? Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, leave it to me to not understand the industry. So, leave it to you to not understand star, those things. You know, Ahsoka starring Rosario Dawson as, as Ahsoka and Rosario Dawson as Sabine and Rosario Dawson as Thrawn and Rosario Dawson as Ezra. That's the show, folks. That's, that's it. That's what it's going to be. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I'm still bitter. I don't, I don't know what to tell it's you. Fine. I thought it was a good job in The Mandalorian. I think I've said that. I think she did good. I, I think it was fine. I just, it, it's again one of those things where I have a, it's it's hard for me to see characters pass from person to person and, and it, it's just weird. Yeah. 
Um, and so I really hope that if Ahsoka, the show, goes in that direction, um, I hope to like uh, Rosario's Ahsoka more, and I hope that we get to see Sabine realized by her actress. Yes, um, absolutely. I, I understand some people can take or leave Lars as Thrawn, though. I mean, he, he's got the cunning and the voice and everything. I don't know that he's got the looks, but me, like, I don't know. Who don't else? Know. Pierce Brosnan? Yes, that's the exact <laughs> joke that I was about According to make. According to that one poster at Star Wars Celebration. Man, that was, that was a cool poster. So um, let us know, guys, your thoughts on uh, Star Wars Rebels. Um, again, we, we have things to discuss that will be Rebels adjacent, dealing with Maul and Kanan and all kinds of yes. other things. So we're not done. I mean, we're never done with anything Star Wars. So obviously there will be more to come. But we'd love to hear from you guys what some of your favorite things were. Some of your favorite characters, your favorite moments, and all of that, or, or your favorite things that Star Wars Rebels did for you. Uh, was it exploring, you know, the Force and the Bindu and the balance in between? Was it expounding on the industrial side of the Empire? What, whatever it was, let us know uh, your thoughts on Twitter, Instagram, yeah. and Facebook. There's links to all those important places in the description. And one final thought. Oh, I, I did the outro. I know. I did the outro. But I didn't remember no. that until just no. now. Okay. I don't think Ben Solo is in the world between worlds. No. There was no one to pull him out. No. Like. It's kind of dumb. No. Get out of here. You're Ben Solo. Here's, a, here's the thing. Do I, would I want Ben to have lived? Yes. yes. That's not the answer. The world it's, between worlds is not the answer. No, it happened it's, one time. It's done. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing with, I mean, them going back in time in Avengers Endgame is not a reason to just start using time travel all the time. There's got to be cost to time travel there always has to be otherwise you can't do time travel exactly. because then that's just the uh deus ex machina of just like oh time travel it messed up time travel like fix everything with time travel i don't think that's the point they literally deal with that in the episode when ahsoka says ezra you can't just save kanan that has implications mm -hmm. like you just have to trust that the things that are meant to be happen, like pulling Ahsoka out, and you have to trust that there's other things that are standing points. Watch Doctor Who, dang it. There's things you can't mess with. There are fixed point in times, and they're going to make you cry. Exactly. Just deal with it. Like, Raggedy man. Goodbye. Ben died, and it's sad. It's supposed to be. He died. Like, you're not supposed to be happy about it. Like, you're not supposed to be happy about any of it. Like, sacrificial love. Yes. It's literally there. Sacrifice. Like, uh, what I have wanted... Anakin to live and grow up with his grandkids? Yeah. Didn't happen. Deal. Like, I don't know. That's the way the story goes, Charles. <laughs> right. Like, I, I am I'm as upset to this day of not getting Ben Solo. But I, I can't just throw any solution I want, like, world between worlds at it. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it, it's one of those things, again, I accept it's sad and it's supposed to make me sad. It's supposed to feel like that, I guess. I, you know, like, it just, it, it is what it is. I mean, unless you just want to wait for that reboot that Favreau and Filoni are doing, it is what it is. Right after Kathleen Kennedy is fired, yeah. Exactly. Laser so. eyes. Laser eyes. <laughs> right. All the laser eyes, guys. Um, if right. it, yeah, it's, yeah, if it's not clear, we, we, we like all of that stuff. And, um, yeah, we will be talking about that at some point. We took a break um, to enter into this new season. We've been doing a journey of... Uh, discussing our love of the various Skywalker Saga episodes. We have not finished yeah. that. We will come back to it with the prequel trilogy. Uh, we've got some plans working to um, make that a little bit bigger than the previous episodes we've done. 
maybe some live streams, maybe including some of your input and content. So yes. all the more reason to follow us on the social medias to stay up to date on yeah. all of that stuff. We did get some questions for this episode, but most of them were about my well-being, so we're not going to answer those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. We, we, we put out there most of the time we're talking yeah. about something to get your thoughts, um, so keep an eye on it. So don't just like the Instagram pictures. Comment. <laughs> Oh my gosh, but um, yeah, and then um, also in the link uh, in the description, you can find ways to support us, whether it's buying coffee through Expedition Roasters, who are amazing, um, or through our Patreon, where you get to interact with us more directly and help us get greater input into each and every episode for a low, low price, um, or whether it's just rating and sharing this. That's also a great way to support the show. Um, but yeah, we will be back um, with some Nerdyverse content where we talk about things not Star Wars and having fun with that. Um, we also have some hat chatters, which are uh, where we get to just be us. No nerd agendas, um, just us. Um, I, I have an agenda. <laughs> well, I, I always have an agenda. I'm agenda fluid. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we've got uh, a lot of things in the pipes um, and on the way. So hopefully you're uh, subscribed and ready to receive all of that in your eyes, ears, and nose holes. Ew. Uh, you can smell Nerd Herder in season eight. <laughs> that's that's what we're doing. Are we just going, <laughs> that's how we're winning the internet. We're going Jake Gyllenhaal. We're not bathing for a year. <laughs> Did he do that? Apparently. He looks like he would do that. Anyway. He looks like a dirty boy. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>